When you think about why some mixed race people are considered black, they brought up Drake, Barack Obama, Holly Berry, and many others. They are 50% white and 50% black, but are always considered black. And so I was like, that's an interesting conversation because for someone who has two black parents, like all the way black, do people find offense when people that are not all the way black are considered black and then deemed the the leader of the black community? Hey, it's your imaginary best friend, Finch. And I know at times life can seem hard and you can feel stuck with no valuable answers and nowhere to go. Listen, I have a host of secrets and recipes that will not only help you enhance your lifestyle, career, relationships, and finances, but also help get your ass off the fence. And just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you're not where you're supposed to be. So let's go do the work. Your favorite podcast, Off the Fence with Finch, starts now. So listen, guys, me and my wife watched this documentary about a guy named Bubba Wallace. Have you guys heard of him? No, I have not. All right, I've so, heard the, the, it, it rings a bell, but go ahead. Okay. So Bubba Wallace is a NASCAR driver. And right. a couple of oh, years ago, yes. they had, I got to see how we get into this conversation. I'm just going to get my ass off the fist and just see it. So I I had a slight issue and it brought up a question that I want to talk because we all are all different shades. So they coined Bubba Wallace as the first black NASCAR driver. He's not the first black driver ever, but he's the first black driver to win at mm-hmm. that level of NASCAR, did they say? Mm-hmm. However, I was like, Bubba don't look black. Now, mm-hmm. again... Dr. V is light-skinned. Root is in the light-skinned tribe. And I don't know y'all's history when it comes to y'all parents or whatnot. I think Dr. V, because I've known her probably mo- all my life. Yeah. Both of your parents are black. Uh, yes. Okay. Root, both yeah. of your parents are black? <laughs> she had to think about it. I have biracial parents on both sides. No, your mom and dad. What are they? I have bi- both of my parents are biracial. Okay. So both of your parents are not black. They're, they're black because they got black in them. But both of my parents are biracial. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bubba Wallace has a white father and a black mother. Mm-hmm. But they call him the first black NASCAR driver to win. Mm-hmm. And so it brought up a question. What is black? Because when you think about why some mixed race people are considered black, they brought up Drake, Barack Obama, Barack Holly Obama. Berry, and many others. They are 50% white. And 50% black, but are always considered black. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's an interesting conversation because for someone who has two black parents, like all the way black, do people find offense when people that are not all the way black are considered black and then deemed the, <laughs> the leader of the black community? So I wanted to talk about that tonight and, and get you guys' thoughts on that because in America, we have this tradition that one drop. They call it the one drop. Have you guys right. heard of that? Yes. Okay. Yes. We're, we're, anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's the tradition where, it, and it roots back from, I say root, I'm not talking about root, root, but it roots from slavery, the slavery era. And, and I think this is where you have to have this type of conversation because that was derived from slavery. And do you guys know how that came about? Yes. The one drop rule? Yes. Dr. V, can you can you enlighten uh, the, the Absolutely. So if any if you had any 
black in your blood, meaning so your dad could be the white slave owner, but because your mom was the black woman on the plantation, you definitely were not good enough to be, quote unquote, considered white and live in the house. You might be a, a servant in the big house because you were lighter skinned, but you were still black and still part of the in community. And it carried on because when emancipation came, those light skinned um, black people were still considered to want to be the socialites. It's like, they're like, no, you're still black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got one blood, you still, you got one drop, you're still black. Yep. Yep. And I found that interesting because when you think about what's black and why do we care about if somebody has two black parents or not, just listen at that. See, so that wasn't a thing that was geared towards us in a sense if you really think about it, because it was a term that was about whiteness and whiteness being considered a pure blood, pure trait. And if you had one drop of black in you, you could not be considered white. So now when I think about that, I'm saying if that's the case for whiteness, because in our country, we know whiteness has been seen as the pinnacle of any and everything And so I'm saying if you got one drop of blackness in you and you can't be considered white, so now we're going to consider you black. Is that something that the black community even cares about? They cared about it for affirmative action. Depends on who you ask. (laughs) Okay. So do you, you guys think that's something people care about when it benefits them or should they care about it in general? I think people care about it subconsciously, whether they want to think about it or not, mm-hmm. because it's so ingrained in our culture. And uh-huh. you take into socioeconomic and power dynamics as well. And it becomes a gut reaction at times mm-hmm. that most people, probably the majority of people in America, have not moved past. Mm-hmm. Because, no. you know, this one drop rule, black, white. But then if they don't act a certain way, oh, they're not black. Oh, they're trying to act white. So everything mm-hmm. is subjective based on the situation at hand. Right. So there really is no one definition to be honest. I found it interesting that in that time period, if you had an admixture of any other race in you, if you had any Negro blood in you, then your whiteness was what they called compromised. So in in essence, when we're talking about blacks and people being black per se, does that same not work for being black or because black has been so degraded over time period, it doesn't really matter. I taught the girls differently about that. When you look up the definition of black, it's like the absence of color, the absence of light. That's what it actually says. <laughs> but really is all of the colors absorbed together. And what we come out with is the strongest. So when I taught them about who they were, I'm like, listen, your generation or your ancestors come out with the strongest impact you come from a strong line and just be proud of being part of that strong line and so don't let somebody tell you that black is smut black is this black is strong black Mm -hmm. is hell it's firm it is a strong generation of people and traditions and that's how i taught them about it because it ain't too easy colorism don't make it too easy if you on the light of the brown skin scale sometimes too. Yeah. You can be traumatized by that. Yeah. And looking at the Bubba Wallace thing, it's on Netflix, by the way, if you guys want to check it out. I'm looking at 
and I think this is where I am on the fence because if anyone else have black in, in them, they can be black. But can we as black be anything else if we have anything else in us? Are you considered white because you have white in you? No, I'm considered black. Mm-hmm. And no matter what anyone says, I'm black. I have a very diverse family. I've got white, Irish, mm-hmm. Jewish, mm-hmm. black. And I've got two different tribes of Native Americans on both sides. Yeah. And that's immediate. Those will be my grandparents. And But I am the only person in my family that looks like me. The rest Mm -hmm. of my family are very light. They all have very fine, what will be considered Caucasian style hair or type hair. All of them have, except my dad's side of the family have brown eyes, but my mother's side of the family are all very light color eyes. They pass for white. And my mother's father was Irish mm-hmm. and my mother's mother was biracial. And I'm considered the take back blood child. That was what I grew up hearing all my life is that wow. I had to take back blood. And wow. honestly, that kind of stuff traumatized me growing up. Wow. Correct. I'm, I'm the only person that had black hair. Mm-hmm. Everyone else's hair was very fine. And then I looked like me. Right. And that was difficult because I remember having them not being able to control my hair. And I can't yeah. define it as anything else. And I've never been able to see them. Even my my mother growing up, she couldn't define as anything else other than the portion of black that she had in her, mm-hmm. which came from her grandmother. It wasn't even her mother was biracial. My grandmother was biracial. Mm-hmm. So my great grandmother is who was black. So my mother still was listed on her birth certificate as black because her mother was listed as black right. because she had a black mother. My grandmother's father was Jewish. So well, you can't identify as anything else. She couldn't take on a Jewish identity or an Irish identity or even because of American culture. Right. It's not even I don't even want to call it the system. I think it's a cultural ignorance that yeah. comes from white people. Mm-hmm. That they've developed this mentality that there is a sense of superiority. My grandmother, who is white, was raised by a black woman and her husband in Jackson, Mississippi. Wow, right. And right. I remember growing up hearing stories about how the black children in Mississippi tortured my grandmother because you have this little white girl in their area. And back then, we're talking about the 30s and 40s, right? They are abusing in actually 20s and 30s, really. Mm -hmm. They were growing up and abusing Black people or killing Black people. And so therefore, they now see this white person and these children are now inflicting that on white people. And so my grandmother taught me that you are just who you are. I did not grow up understanding race until I moved to the South. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Nate, I have a question for you. Sure. What's up? Is black valued or convenient? Is black valued or convenient? Yeah. When you think about the color of your skin and mine, and we think about as a society, as a culture, is our blackness valued or is it convenient? Meaning, 
it's convenient for people to be labeled black when it benefits them. Whereas we're looking at the purity of how this even started in the first place. And we're looking at whiteness was considered to be pure. So when you say whiteness is pure, does that mean black is contaminated? Like, I, I don't understand that concept. And when I was talking about the system route, I was talking about the system that governs all of the things that we operate in as a society. Yes. And so, Nate, so I want to ask you that. Whiteness, huh? conceptual, not white culture. But I mean, you said America. I was talking about the system because the system and America to me is the same because the system was created by America and America created the system and it all works together. In, in my opinion, when you're thinking about okay. all the things you have to look at and deal with That's in our okay. society, like we didn't create it. So my question to Nate is black valued or is it, do you think it's convenient? If I had to pick one of the two, I would have to say it's valued because I see no way, shape, or form in which being Black in America is convenient. When you think about all of the microaggressions we have to tolerate, all of the danger that lurks right around the corner, all of the conversations that parents have to have with their Black sons having to talk, seeing white Americans get away with things that Black Americans know they couldn't do. Look at January 6th, yeah. if you want an example. Oh, okay. So, and then people want to say, because you're Black, you're getting handouts. That's just ignorance talking, because I can think of multiple times in the past when the United States governments had homestead acts, just mm -hmm. giving land away to white people who didn't do anything to deserve it, even paid to educate them to till it. If I guess the point I really have to stress is that if you're just looking at color, you're not looking at the whole story, because... Racism was a dynamic created to reinforce a certain status quo, a certain hierarchy, a certain tier, a certain power structure. It wasn't the core of the issues in America. The core of the issues of America was money and power, and racism was just a way to reinforce that. So you got to take all those things into account. And in my opinion, if you do, I would have to say that having this black skin, it has to be more appreciated than convenient because the same man who runs touchdowns on Sunday for your favorite team is the same man who people will turn their back on if he gets stopped by a police officer for doing something being human. Mm -hmm. So that's my take on it. So you're saying that being black is valued to a degree depending on what you are black doing and then it becomes convenient for those who value your blackness in the arena of sports or entertainment or anything else that they and i'm saying white america has accepted and has put this stamp of approval on then you are valued in that era but literally i'm finna I'm, thank you just came back to my mind I just saw today that Russell Wilson, who played quarterback mm -hmm. for the Seattle Seahawks, was right. traded to the Denver Broncos. And I said then, yeah. they've been saying for weeks, Seattle Seahawks organization, that he's a valued member and they were not looking to trade him. They're not going to get rid of him. And I looked at that and I said, hey, at the end of the day, sports is still a form of slavery. I said it. 
I said it. Yes, I did. I said it. I don't care. I said it. Mm -hmm. Because think about this. Ownership expects players to be loyal to them, but they have no loyalty to the pair because you're only valued as much as they can get out of you. Is that not the epitome of slavery? I'm going to work you until I can't get any more work out of you, and then I'm going to sell you cheap. I'm going to sell you cheap. These are some very well-paid slaves. Yeah. Who cares if they're well-paid? They're still a slave. They're still slaves. It's it's, it's a plantation dynamic, if you ask me. And just to add to the question previously, and just to top off the question about is Black a convenience? Because that uh, benefit is conditional, mm. I can't really right. call it a convenience. Because if it were a convenience, it it couldn't be taken away from me. So that's why. It, I don't call so you're you saying if being black was a convenience, it could not be taken away from you. If the benefits, the benefit he's okay. about. that blackness might get me in a certain situation, couldn't be taken away. Uh-huh. Right. Then it wouldn't be a convenience. It'd be an entitlement. Because so, we don't shape the definition. We didn't set the definition. We don't shape the definition. Right. All it takes is us saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing at the wrong time, uh-huh. and all that stuff goes flying away. So, <laughs> is that your bird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my bird. Right. But anyway. <laughs> it, it just went out. <laughs> oh man, listen, this conversation could go on for a very long time, but we don't sure. have time for it to go on. So I'm gonna, we got about 60 seconds left in this segment. Dr. V and Root, you guys are all the fairer skin. So mm-hmm. in the slavery days, me and Nate would have been in the field and you guys possibly would have been in the house, correct? I would have poisoned everybody. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, God was so smart. I'm not. Built for everybody. Slavery. I wasn't built for slavery. I'm just the dog. Everybody, yeah. The grandma, the black snitch that I, was telling. I'd have been escaping everybody. every day and teaching everybody to read at night. Just, yeah. I just, I wouldn't. Have, I'm not equipped. Let's address that real quick. We got 23 seconds left. Okay. Literally, Ruth. Think about what you just said. I said you said yeah. you would have poisoned everybody. Everybody. Now, are you saying that based upon the mindset you have today, or do you think you would have had that mindset back in that time period? So I've been studying epigenetics, and Uh I'm positive. So I know for certain my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather was a slave. He was a stud. I know that I have some rebellious I've heard stories. Yeah, I would have poisoned everybody. I'm saying this because I believe that there are things that I've got, I've had passed down and I'm a rebel. The same I person. It's, it's, I am who I am. I believe that. Root. I really the it. same thing. Mm-hmm. I really right. do. So yeah. Root would have poisoned everybody. everybody. Yep. And, and I'd, I'd have been leading the escape. Let's go. We got to go now. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to leave that conversation right there. Great conversation, by the way. I didn't know how y'all was going to handle that conversation. Did um, we do good? Yeah, I, I think y'all was on the fence a little bit in the beginning. You just gave, we ain't had that much time to talk about it. It don't matter. Don't matter. That's the whole layers. purpose of, of conversations is yeah. just showing up being you and yeah. talking about it. It's I, so much more to say, but I feel yeah. limited on time. But the truth is that there is a lot to talk about with that. Yep. 
Yeah, producers in my ear saying that conversation could go on an hour, but we don't have an hour to talk okay. about just that. So um, we're not on the fence. We're respecting our time limits. Right. You was on the fence earlier, but now well, that you that you just talked about poisoning everybody, you got on off of it. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to give us a follow, rate us, and leave a comment because we love to hear your thoughts. And until next time, get your ass off the fence.